So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning, 12-Hour Broker Podcast. West Coast Wiley here, gorgeous day. Six, seven above, seven something in the morning. I don't know. This is apparently the, this is where Kelowna wins, it's springtime. It's not winter, summer, or fall. Not much difference from where we were. But springtime so far seems to be kicking the crap out of Ontario. So we'll see. I'll keep you updated. Because I know all of you really, really care about the weather here. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into it. So what I want to chat about today is... Um, Regardless of how long you've been in this industry, and if you're a newer agent, you might not see this, but regardless of how long you're in this industry, you just, sometimes you don't make the right choices. Sometimes you give bad advice. Sometimes you screw up a file, like we're human, right? And so I'm going to share an instance with you where it wasn't necessarily my fault, but I look back every time I lose a deal, I lost, I lost a couple deals. And so every time I lose a deal, um, I reflect through the process. What happened? How do we get there? I don't finger point. I definitely don't finger point. It's easy to finger point, but after I'm done finger pointing, I don't feel good and nothing's been accomplished. The same mistakes could be made, right? So I choose not to finger point. Um, so instead I reflect back and I'm going to give you an example. So I had a, a file with a bank, well, I, bank. I had a file with TD and it involved crypto, okay? So involved using crypto. And crypto is an ugly word in the banking world. I won't get into it, but it's an ugly word. And so we ran this file prior to submission and they said, no, can't use some funds we're taking from crypto. I'm not gonna give you like every little detail um, because it doesn't matter. All you need to know is they're using a portion of the down payment from crypto, okay? All traceable, all trackable, everything there. But as soon as they were crypto, they said, no, not doing the deal, Ryan. Money can't come from there. Find other places. Okay? And so that was my underwriter. I had to run up to the head of underwriting. They said, no, absolutely not. Not doing it. It's a deal breaker. I said, okay, interesting. And I've heard whispers of this before. It's the first crypto file I've worked on. Um, and so I was like, okay. So I took them at their word. We still submitted the deal to TD. We found a workaround for the down payment. And... So we get it approved, okay? So we're all good. We're three months out, got all the, what we thought was the right documents in place, blah, blah, blah. And later came up a month before closing, hey, you can't use crypto. It's like, well, we're not. This is the workaround, blah, blah, blah. They're like, well, you can't, you can't do that. And I said, I understand, but here's the workaround. You agreed to the workaround early on. I then reached out to my RSM. So that's equivalent of a BDM, every other lender or an RSM, or there's another acronym for them, I'm not sure. And they said, oh, no, we can do it. And I'm like, what? And they're like, no, yeah, we can do it. I just have to contact them and them and explain this and that. And I was like, but they told me no. And they go, no, no, we, we can do it. They're, they're wrong. And I was like, huh, interesting. So at this point in time, I was told one thing from 
upper management in the credit department, upper upper underwriting management, saying can't do it. We found a workaround, and now I later, and then they came back and used it against us. And then I find out we could have done it from day one, the way that we originally were going to structure it, had we went to our RSM. And so by this time, the client is getting very frustrated with all the back and forth and flip-flopping, and they went out and secured an approval with RBC. And they secured an approval that was going to cost them $100 more a month because rates had shifted. And they were perfectly okay with that because they were just tired of the stress and the back and forth and TD not committing. And yeah, I'm using a lender. It is what it is, right? It's a learning experience for everyone. And so, and I'm not throwing the lender under the bus. I could have easily done that. So the I'm, I'm imagining most of you would have looked at that scenario and then lost the deal tried to get it back, couldn't get it back, and then sent a scathing email to the underwriter, the senior underwriter, credit manager, and your RSM, kind of saying, hey, you cost me X amount of money because this and this, the client left, they're paying more money. You could have done that. I chose not to. I let them know politely, hey, because we had our wires crossed, you guys had figured out, and I'm getting mixed messages, the client didn't like how this felt and felt under and they're also removing their insurance. So I'm just letting you know, like kind of like on your end, hey, letting you guys know your wires were crossed. It cost us all, okay? And then I reflect back at how I could have jumped in. I could have jumped in earlier on this. I could have not, it didn't make, wasn't passing the common sense test with me, but I took them at their word that this was the way it was. And I could have challenged it more through my RSM early on in the process and got way ahead of it but I chose not to. I didn't actually choose not to. I just didn't think about it, right? So that one's on me. I'm owning that one. Even though I have like emails from three three different people higher up saying, absolutely not, deal breaker, can't do it. No way around, no exceptions, nothing. So I figure, hey, okay, where then I have someone else tell me who I trust more saying, yeah, you could have got this done. And I'm like, wow, okay. So there's a lesson here. The lesson here is this, especially if you're a newer agent, because when you're a newer agent, you're relying on other people's help and you're relying on probably some sort of underwriting help and you're relying on some sort of mentoring. And if a deal goes sideways, it's not anyone's fault necessarily. Sometimes you have to look in the mirror and go, what did I, what could I have done better? And so I assure you, you're going to lose files throughout your career. We all do. And they're only useful. You can actually make more money off lost files by just stripping it down, understanding where you lost it and learning from it and correcting your process or your mindset, right? And not finger pointing. Finger pointing, no one wins in finger pointing. And right after you do it and right after you send that email and right after, like, you feel, I, me personally, I feel dirty. I'm like, that's not me. That's not how I'm wired. That's not how my family's wired. We don't do that. Okay? Instead, we try to educate everyone, ourselves included, plus the lender. Go, hey, just letting you know, this is what we saw, this is what happened. Not saying, hey, I'm pissed, you owe me money, this is terrible, this is crap, this is, that's not what we do. So you as a newer agent, you're going to lose files, and it's not necessarily someone else's fault. Okay? You're, you own your files. You're responsible for your files, regardless of how much you even know. Right? If you're relying on someone else to do everything for you in your file 
and then it blows up and now it's not your fault. That's on you. You own the business. It is on you. If you got bad advice, that's on you. It's not on the person that gave you bad advice. It's for you to not to understand why that was bad advice and did your spy senses not go off? Did you do get a second and third and fourth opinion? Like if you're taking everyone that's consulting you at face value of what they say, you are going to lose a lot of deals. Simply being, not everyone knows every answer to every question. That person doesn't exist. There's eight different ways to underwrite a file, four different lenders the deal would go to, how you'd structure it, this and that, different guidelines changing all the time. If you're relying on one person to mentor you with their skill set, it's a very narrow way of thinking. But also, you need to take ownership. So if you're out there hustling for deals and you've got someone helping you in the underwriting, and the deal isn't closed and you think it's because of underwriting, I tell you, I promise you, that's not the case. It might seem like that, but it's it's on you. Okay, so there's a couple of lessons here to learn. One is, no matter how long you've been in the game, you're still going to lose deals and you have to deal with it, essentially. Um, but you got to learn from them. And if you're newer, don't rely on someone else for all that stuff. You know, and just say, hey, you're going to run my business. It's like, no, it's a 100% commission-based business. It is on you. And if you've got bad advice, go figure out why you got bad advice. Go, like, understand the nuances of it. Go and get a second and third person that you can have sitting there for when you think you get bad advice again. Or go and work in a second opinion into your process somehow, some way. A colleague, a senior person a different underwriter, a BDM, right? So you've got all these resources. You being a new agent, you've never had as many resources available to you in the mortgage industry, right? You've got Facebook group on top of Facebook groups, on top of Facebook groups, where you can go find answers. You've got your BDMs, put them to work. It's literally what they do. Their job is to explain the guidelines, help you package deals, you know, walk you off the cliff, essentially. Right? Then you've got any mentors or underwriting services you use. Then you've got Lender Spotlight, which if you don't know, it's, it's the best tech I've seen for understanding lender guidelines pretty quickly. So you add up all those things, and there's never been a time where you've had access to information so quickly. So when a deal goes sideways, it's your fault. Okay, So I just want to put that out there. So I've talked to a lot of new agents. And a lot of new agents are under the impression that, like, ah, I got bad advice, or ah, I should. It's like, no, it's 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 literally your client. They're just a where you're going for this information is just a resource. The resource might be wrong. The resource might not have all, like, the pieces of the puzzle presented to them correctly. So they're giving you their opinion in a vacuum, without knowing all the nuances of the file, because you didn't give them all the nuances of the file. Right? So please, 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 please take ownership of your business and your files. Um, so there you go. I wanted to share that because, yeah, lost the deal and it sucked. Um, there's actually a couple, but that was one, just one of the very specific example I gave you. And we did not fingerprint. Okay? Instead, I took it myself. I go, I screwed up, missed an opportunity to get someone involved earlier on. My bad. Okay? So there you go, kids. Five texts a day. I hope that helps. Peace out.
This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.